1: Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host and I am really excited because this is the first time I didn't have to fight with my podcast set up to get everything started. First time in a really long time. So hooray. Things are looking up. I'm I'm super stoked about this. The thing that I like this week is Disenchantment. It's on Netflix. There's two seasons. It's by Matt Groening. I'm not going to go into it too much because I don't want to spoil it. Everything in this show, and as far as I'm concerned, is a treat. So if you like Life in Hell, which is I think the comic he did, I think that's what it's called, Futurama, The Simpsons, if you like those shows, you're going to love Disenchantment. It is truly one of, like, one of my guilty pleasures. I'll lay in bed and I will watch this show and it makes me laugh every time. It doesn't matter if I know the jokes or I don't know the jokes, it just tickles me. I love this show. With that, here's a little announcement. Uh, next week, I'll be re- pre-recording the show. So I'm going to record this, well, now when I'm recording it. And then I'm going to record next week's show immediately after this week's show be simply because I'm going to be very busy next week. I was very busy this week, and I wasn't sure I was going to get this show out. So I'm going to go ahead and double up on the shows so that there's one for each week. And then we'll return to a normal schedule after that. So I apologize But uh, yeah, it's just been really busy. And because it's been really busy, there's no Patreon exclusive content this week or next week, just because I haven't had the time to get into that deep dive that is required to do that. So I apologize for that, but it'll return in two weeks. And I do have something special for you that will release as its own independent content outside of the normal show for the Patreon supporters. Uh, it's a three- part series. The gentleman has written two parts of the series. I'm just waiting for him to do the third part. so you'll get a little extra special thing coming up in October. So let's start here. Inside EV's Mark Kane. One of the EV companies that I'm most excited about is Biton and Byton recently showed off its EV, the M-Byte, and it's supposed to come to the United States, it's supposed to come to Europe, but one of the things that I was concerned about is Byton has a manufacturing facility in China. Right now, the United States and China are, you know, they're having trade wars, and they're bickering back and forth, so I wasn't really sure if Byton, in that kind of environment, especially being a new startup, would bring the m to the United States. Well, I'm happy to announce that they are going to bring it to the United States, but they are going to move production of the M-byte models for the U.S. and possibly Europe to South Korea. Byton will be contracting with, um, I'm going to read this out because I'm going to spell it out because I'm not going to be able to say it, M-Y-O-N-G-S-H-I-N. They'll be contracting with them to do the production of the M-byte. You know, under the circumstances, I think this is a good decision. Ultimately, it would be probably better financial choice for Biden to build these in their plant in China. But, you know, things being the way that they are between the United States and and China, you got to, you know, you got to be able to, to adapt. Let's put it that way. Mark Kane, inside EVs and Reuters. Let's talk about Neo, the Chinese EV automaker. In the last five years... NEO has had right around $5 billion in losses or reported $5 billion in losses. And that's insane. When you kind of just uh, for reference, when you look at Tesla, they've lost $5 billion in 15 years. So $5 billion in five years is pretty significant, especially for a young company. NEO is also expected to announce Q2 losses of $369 million soon. And that would bring the total losses to somewhere around $5.7 billion. As a result of all that, right now, NEO stock is in the toilet. Like I own the stock. If you average out my buy price, I'm around $4, maybe a little bit less than that now because I keep buying a little bit every week. But it is not, uh, the stock is not doing great. NEO did raise about $1.5 billion from a government-related fund back in May of 2019. They're also trying new ways of cutting costs and increasing sales. So they've come up with a subscription plan for their vehicles, which I would imagine sort of like a lease. They also are making a big push to corporate users and uh, fleet operations, probably like, I don't know, rental car companies and that kind of thing. Um, They're going to reduce their workforce. They're closing offices in the U.S. And they're getting rid of big showrooms in favor of neo spaces. Uh, does that sound familiar? Like Polestar Spaces that we talked about last week. I still have high hopes for Neo, not just because I'm an investor, but I think as a company, they're good for pushing the EV movement forward. I they have really cool technology in their vehicles. They've built a vehicle that has a lot of personality, and you know maybe they were you know, five or six years too late because the government subsidies went away and now they're, they're struggling. So all I can say is I hope they, they pull it out and they're able to make a, a nice turnaround, not just because they own the stock, but because I'd like to see them succeed as a company. Our next story is Fred Lambert. Tesla is being sued over the City acquisition. Uh, now we've talked about it. Let's move on. Teslarati, Joey Klinder, Tesla is set to deliver over 2,400 Model 3s to Australia this month, which is, you know, September, if you're listening to it in October, I'm recording it in September. This makes the Model 3 one of the biggest selling cars in Australia for September. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison said that EVs would be the end of the Australian weekend, which I'm guessing means, you know, going out and hiking and camping and doing all the fun stuff that you would do in a beautiful country like Australia. Here's uh, a more direct quote. An electric vehicle won't tow your trailer. It's not going to tow your boat. It's not going to get you out to your favorite camping spot with your family, which, of course, that isn't true. I think Australia is going to be a leader in the EV market. And when I look at the analytics for this show, Australia is number three in terms of, uh, you know, the most number of downloads. Australia is number three. So I know that there is, I wouldn't say significant, but I know that there is interest in Australia for electric vehicles just based on my, you know, unscientific data. Simon Alvarez has our next story from Tesla. It sounds like the first Model 3s are rolling off the line at Shanghai. According to It Home, several of Gigafactory 3's production lines are complete. It's also looking like the paint shop is ready to go. So according to these media reports, the main body of the Tesla Shanghai Gigafactory 3 has been completed. The first made-in-China Model 3s body in white, which I guess is what the car looks like when it comes off the line before it's painted, and all the components are put on, just like the frame, has rolled off the production line. So this is awesome. And it looks like production can start before the end of the year, based on that little bit of information. And according to industry sources, LG Kim has begun mass production of the 2170 lithium batteries that the Model 3 uses, and that the, the China Gigafactory needs to, you know, actually build their cars. So that's awesome. Fred Lambert of Electric. Elon sent out an internal email to the Tesla team. We only have a few bits and pieces from the email. We don't know what the whole email said because Electric didn't release the whole email. But, uh, you know, this is what Elon had to say. We have a shot at achieving our first 100,000 vehicle delivery quarter. Which is an incredible and exciting milestone for our company. And then he went on to say, the challenge is making sure that we have the right car variants in the right location and rallying as much as our company resources rallying as much as our company resources as possible, as much as our comp I believe that's of our company resources as possible to help with the end of quarter deliveries. Sorry about that. If this happens, it'll certainly be a win for Tesla. Let's talk about the timing of the leaked email. Tesla stock took a little hit due to the City lawsuit, amongst other reasons. Elon's compensation package is under you know some scrutiny. It's certainly not bad for Tesla's uh, narrative to have this email leaked. And I'm sure that when Elon sat down to write it, he knew it was going to get leaked. And he played the press like a bunch of suckers. All kidding aside, though this is a this is great news for Tesla. In the near term, Tesla has a bright future. When you look at Gigafactory three, starting their production next quarter, possibly you know that could possibly be another record breaking quarter for Tesla. So this is all good news. I think good things, great things are on the horizon for Tesla, and I'm really excited for them as a company. Fred Lambert at Electric Tesla is deploying version three superchargers in the following cities. Clearwater, Florida, Davidson, Saskatchewan, which is in Canada, Dryden, Ontario, also Canada, Lynchburg, Virginia, two in Madison, Connecticut, Santa Rosa, California, Saul St. Marie, Ontario, James, let me know if I said that wrong, Stockton, California, and Vienna, Virginia. More to come, I'm sure. Our next story, Fred Lambert, most of these stories today are Fred Lambert, if I'm being honest. Tesla's dog mode clears Tesla owner of animal cruelty charge. So dog mode keeps the cabin temperature of, you know, Tesla's vehicles at a comfortable level for pets or small children. When the car is in dog mode, it displays a little message, letting people outside the car know that everything is okay. So back to our little story here, Russ Hunt left his dog in a Model S, outside a bistro in Dublin. You know, not Ohio, but Dublin, Ireland. A concerned citizen noticed that the dog was in the car and notified the Dublin Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals and the police. Hunt came out of the bistro and found a group of people around his car. He thought they were going to break his window, so he's like, no, 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 dog's not in danger. He tried to explain what was going on. The police officer, doesn't sound like the police officer was really nice to this guy. police officer said, you know, basically anything you say can be used against you. And he suggested that he not talk. So Mr. Hunt went to court and a Tesla technician, which I think this is really cool, actually went to court and explained how dog mode works to the judge. The judge accepted the evidence and the testimony and dismissed all charges. This kind of thing is going to get worse before it gets better, if I'm being honest. So look for more stories like this. Fred Lambert of Electric In addition to hiring for Gigafactory 3 production jobs, Tesla is also putting together an engineering team based in China, and they're going to be developing software and firmware for Tesla vehicles. This makes sense. China is full of smart and talented people. If a company is going to have a presence in China, then they should take advantage of the diverse workforce. And when I say take advantage, I don't mean like in the bad way. I mean, take advantage of they have all these great people to to work with, you know, bring them into your company, make your company better, but pay them and treat them well. Moving on. Fred Lambert of Electric, again, Tesla is rolling out version 10 of its operating system to more Tesla owners. I believe people who paid for the full self-driving features will get the update first, and then it will go to owners who don't have the full self-driving, they just have the autopilot features. We talked about some of the cool features in recent shows, so I'm not going to go over those again, but there seems to be, well, there's one thing that a lot of people are really excited about, and I don't quite understand it, but I'm not a Spotify user, but there's Spotify integration into the car now, and people are going crazy about this. I don't use Spotify, it's not a big deal. Even if I did, it still wouldn't be a big deal to me, because I can just connect phone via, via Bluetooth, but who knows? Um, maybe once I have a Tesla, I'll really care about it, but right now I don't. A little surprise is you can now watch Hulu and Hulu Plus Live TV in the car through the streaming. So that's a nice little bonus. And again, it just shows Tesla continuing to make their cars better well after you buy them. So good job on that, Tesla. There's also Smart Summon. So users can now select a specific location for their cars to pick them up. So they select a location on the map and they hold down Go to Target and your car will go to wherever that place on the map that you chose. There's also a come-to-me option that uses your phone's location, and the car comes to wherever you or your phone is. Tesla owners are still responsible for their cars while using Smart Summon mode. In order to take advantage of Smart Summon, users need to have full self-driving and advanced download enabled in their settings. I don't know how to do that, but I'm sure if you listen to this show, you can figure it out. All right, everybody, that's it. For me, that's the whole show. I know it was kind of fast, but again, uh, it was it was a really crazy week. And next week's going to be even crazier. But it didn't help my kids, who I love. I love my children. But they, ch- they chose a really inconvenient time to assert their independence and uh, their snarky behavior. So that's even added a, an extra level of craziness to an already crazy week. So hopefully next week will go better, but I'm going to, in just a few minutes, I'm going to go get some more water. And then I'm going to record next week, next week's episode. And that will be out, you know, next Friday. But I do appreciate everybody who listens. If you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918Digital. I appreciate everybody who emails and I do email back, or you can hit me up on Twitter at 918Digital. All right, everybody, have a great week. Sorry for all the stutters this week. I I cannot talk. You have no idea how many times I started this thing over. But uh, yeah, have a great week, everybody, and thanks for listening.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.